some verses, uh, Mark twelve thirty, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And Jesus said to Philip, He who has seen me has seen the Father. And in Hebrews 1, verse 3, And he is the radiance of his glory, and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power. I want to talk about Jesus. Uh, I'm reading from a book called The Person of Christ, The Perfection of His Humanity Viewed as a Proof of His Divinity. Some of these may sound familiar because uh, we've... Uh, I don't know if they've been copied out of this book or just the same type of thing, but when you look at here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, and then it goes on, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, and altogether wonderful to me. Now, if that doesn't stir your heart, you need to get saved. You need to meet the Lord. Uh, so I'm going to read about Jesus. This Jesus of Nazareth, without money and arms, conquered more millions than Alexander, Caesar, Mohammed, and Napoleon. Without science and learning, he shed more light on things human and divine than all philosophers and scholars combined. Without the eloquence of schools, he spoke such words of life as were never spoken before or since, and produced effects which lie beyond the reach of any orator or poet. Without writing a single line, he set more pens in motion and furnished themes of more sermons, orations, discussions, learned volumes, works of art, and sweet songs of praise than the whole army of great men of ancient and modern times. Born in a manger and crucified as a malefactor, he now controls the destinies of the civilized world and rules a spiritual empire which embraces much of the inhabitants of the globe. There never was in this world a life so unpretending, modest, and lowly in its outward form and condition, and yet producing such extraordinary effects upon all ages, nations, and classes of men. <clears throat> the annals of history furnish no other example of such complete and astounding success in spite of the absence of those material social, literary, and artistic powers and influences which are indispensable to success for a mere man, Christ stands in this respect also, solitary and alone among all the heroes of history, and presents to us an insolvable problem, unless we admit him to be more than man, even the eternal Son of God." This book is just filled with, with things that stir you up, and I just want to touch on some of them. This is on the chapter, Univ Unity of Virtue and Piety, 
virtue meaning this is how he lives, piety in this is the calling of, of religion in his life. The first feature in the singular perfection of Christ's character which strikes our attention is the harmony of virtue and piety, of morality and religion, or of love to God and love to man. He is more than moral and more than pious. He is holy in the strict and full sense of the word. There is a divine beauty and perfection in his character, the mere contemplation of which brings purity, brightness, peace, and bliss to the soul. Another section. He is justly compared with the lion in strength and with the lamb in meekness. He equally possessed the wisdom of the serpent and the simplicity of the dove. He brought both the sword against every form of wickedness and the peace of the soul which the world cannot give. He was the most effective and yet the least noisy, the most radical and yet the most conservative, calm, and patient of all reformers. He came to fulfill every letter of the law, and yet he made all things new. The same hand which drove the profane traffickers from the temple blessed little children, healed the lepers, and rescued the sinking disciple. The same ear which heard the voice of approbation from heaven was open to the cries of the woman in travail. The same mouth which pronounced the terrible woe on hypocrites and condemned the impure desire and unkind feeling as well as the open crime <clears throat> blessed the poor in spirit, announced pardon to the adulteress and prayed for his murderers. The same eye which beheld the mysteries of God and penetrated the heart of man shed tears of compassion over ungrateful Jerusalem and tears of friendship at the grave of Lazarus. These are wonderful things that you could say about Christ. It says the next, the next feature we would notice is the completeness or pleromatic fullness of the moral and religious character of Christ. While all other men represent at best but broken fragments of the idea of goodness and holiness, he exhausts the list of virtues and grace which may be named. His soul is a moral paradise full of charming flowers that shine in every variety of color under the blue dome of the skies, that drink in the refreshing dews of heaven and the warming beams of the sun, and that send their sweet fragrance around and fill the beholder with rapture's delight. What more could be said? What is that verse? What more could be said that... Yeah, what more can he say that he has already been said? This Jesus, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. And if that is the, that is the Christ that we proclaim to the world, we must love him. We must know him. 
We must be filled with the Spirit of Christ within us. We must draw near to Him. He must be altogether lovely to us. If He is not, you need to seek your soul. What is it that that entices you to go to the Word? What is it that brings you to come and sing glorious hymns of praise? Is it not this love that we have for Him? Or is it something else? What else could it be that wouldn't that would give us such joy and such pleasure? We need to search our hearts because there are many of us. <clears throat> it just seems like you know we have nothing to do with Christ. Just everything else, everything else that we talk about, that we do, that we worship. But it is Christ that we're here to see and to exalt. So, Lord, we we call on you your spirit to to fill us, to draw us near, to give us that vision, to give us that soul, that heart that desires you more and more. Lord, we are grateful. We are thankful people that we have a God who hears us, who fills us, who speaks to us, who moves on us. And we just we just pray even today that you would enhance our knowledge of you and draw us near. Draw us near. In Jesus' name, amen.